I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our online, around the world, internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I trust that today that the Lord will minister to you through His Word, that the Holy Spirit will anoint the Holy Word of God, and it will bless you and feed you today with the nourishment and the strength that you need. I have great confidence in God's Word to put you over. Praise God. Now, let's take our Bibles and go today to the book of Exodus chapter 8. We're going to come down to verse 22, and we're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of the Lord so that the gospel can continue to be preached around the world. Hallelujah. And I'm so happy that we are called by the Lord to do just that. I'm so thankful for you and that we have this great privilege of reaching so many people for Christ. Praise God. What an honor and what a joy. Now, verse 22, I want to talk about where you live. Woo, praise the Lord. Watch this. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen. Now, the land of Goshen, of course, was a land located in Egypt. It was an area of Egypt. And this is where the Israelites were at. And the ten plagues are going to be released upon Egypt. But although Goshen is in Egypt... The people of God are in Goshen, and God will exempt them from all of the great calamities that are about to befall the nation. Yet they are in that nation, but they are exempt. There is an umbrella of covering over them strictly in that area of Goshen. Now, this is your place in Christ Jesus. Now it says, and in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. But you know what? There weren't any flies there in Goshen. Mm -mm. Praise God. God has protection, blessing, security, health, every need met for you in Christ Jesus. Christ is your land of Goshen. Praise God. So when you're in Him, and your faith and trust is in Him, hallelujah, God will protect you regardless of where you live. Now, it is interesting that here in North Carolina, from right where I'm standing, oh, about, maybe about eight miles down the road, there is the, the, the little town of Goshen. Praise the Lord. Yes, spelled the same way, G-O-S-H-E-N, with the same meaning when the town was founded that uh, this is a land of Goshen where we are blessed of the Lord. Praise God. Now, you don't have to move to North Carolina and buy a house there in Goshen, here in the same county where I live, Wilkes County. It's not necessary for you to do that. Now, that would be nice to have that on your mailing address. I live in Goshen. You get all your mail there in Goshen. That, that's pretty cool. But it's not 
about a physical location. It's about your heart location being in Christ, being hidden in God. Mm-mm. God is well able to deliver you and protect you. Look, he's done this for his people for millennia. He can do it for you again, should the need arise. And let me just say between now and the end of the year, because this is an election year, this is a presidential election year, and it's going to be a little bit crazy from here on out. Uh, get ready for it. Praise the Lord. I'll share a little bit more about that in just a moment. But again, let's turn to the next chapter, Exodus chapter 9, verse 25. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. God has the ability to supernaturally protect you, sustain you, hold you up, keep you going. Even if it's like it says in Psalm 91, a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, yet it will not come near you. But see, you have to believe in God's promises of his covenant protection for his people. Praise God. I see you in the land of Goshen. I see you not in fear, but in faith that because you are in Christ standing on his promises, all of the things that are going on out there, they cannot touch you. They may be going on, but they will not penetrate into your Goshen, into your area of protection underneath the, the umbrella of God's blessing over your life. Praise the Lord. The enemy cannot penetrate. He cannot penetrate into that area that is surrounded by the protective, the protective force of warrior angels that are all around you and your household and your family. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, what we're going to see over the next couple of months, remember it's an election year, and the devil is going to go all out. He's already done a lot. He's going to, he's going to do some more in order to do anything he can to stop the re-election of President Donald Trump. But I am praying, as I know many of you are, that God will have mercy upon this nation and that he will be reelected. He will be reelected for four more years and many righteous things will be established in this nation. So up until that point, don't be surprised should another virus type thing pop up, should another fearful thing uh, explode on the scene, stay grounded. Stay in Goshen, stay in the Lord, because all this stuff, it, it, there's a lot of spiritual workings behind the scenes, and it's the devil. It's not God who is making people sick. God's not releasing biological warfare through these man-made diseases. By the way, COVID-19 did not come from bats. It did not come from a wet market. It did come from uh, China, but it was manufactured as a biological weapon. Uh, look, th this is uh, nothing hidden, really. It doesn't take a lot of digging to find the truth on these types of things when you skip past 
all of the lies and the stuff that's out there. It's really quite clear what's going on. There is a atheistic, communistic agenda to take over this nation from within, not through bombs, not through guns and tanks and things like that, because our nation, uh, our, our military is still too strong. There's no nation on the earth that would dare challenge the USA with the military might that we now have. But this is an, this is an attempt from within to overthrow the nation through lawlessness and godless ideologies that are being, you know, proclaimed through people that literally yield themselves to a satanic agenda. But we're praying that the work of God go forward, that God's man be put into office. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that everybody that's watching my, my messages and my programs are all going to be in the same political boat. But I will say this, I never, ever, with a good conscience, could ever vote for somebody that's a baby killer or that supports the killing of babies. And we do have a political party in America. For those of you that are in different countries that might not be aware of this, we have two political primary parties. One of them is a champion baby killer, and it's, it's being led by their candidate who has radical beliefs and has a person as a running mate who is, has been labeled, uh, quite easily labeled this, the most radical senator ever in the history of any senator that our nation has ever had. And so that's who the running mate is of the person that they have running for vice president and also for their, their president. Uh, but I'm just believing that God's man will get into office. That will be Mr. Trump because Mr. Trump loves the church and he, he doesn't like seeing babies slaughtered and killed. That's an awful curse, an awful curse that anybody could do. Let me say this also. The opposing political party hates Israel with a tremendous hatred. But our president loves Israel. And should Biden win, I don't believe he's going to, but should he win, he could never connect with that blessing that comes through Israel because when he was vice president, he and the president at that time did everything they could, everything they could to frustrate and humiliate the nation of Israel while honoring those who were actually enemies, sworn enemies of Israel that had no other desire than to see Israel destroyed. But my friends, that group could never connect with the blessing. But Mr. Trump can't because not only did he move the embassy uh, the American embassy there in Israel to Jerusalem, acknowledging that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of Israel. And, and that was something that the last six presidents promised they would do. The first thing they were put in the office, they said, we'll do it. They never did. George W. Bush said, the first day I get in the office, I'll do it. He never did it. Never did it for eight years. Mr. Trump is the only one who has kept his word to do it, and he stands with Israel. And also, he has also continued uh, to see the, the importance of being a blessing to the nation of Israel by linking Israel and the United Arab Emirates together where they can have peaceful business relations and uh, technology relations and medical relationships back and forth so that both countries will flourish 
and prosper. Hallelujah. That blessing is on our president. Praise God. And that blessing will touch this nation. But my friends, up until this election is settled, it's going to be like a roller coaster ride. I'm just saying get ready for it. It hasn't quite broken loose yet. But as we get closer, it's, it's going to be quite interesting. I would ask you, please, right now, begin to pray for President Trump. Don't wait till November. It'll be too late. Don't wait until we're deep into October. It'll be too late. You've got to start really interceding for him now. And also for our Attorney General, Mr. Barr, that he will go after these very corrupt people who have broken the law at the highest levels and think they can get away with it, that he will go after them because they've got the goods on these lawbreakers and they've got the goods on them. They've got the proof. So it's time for uh, it's time for these people to be subpoenaed. It's time for these people that are wicked and corrupt to go literally to prison for a real long time, just like everybody else did who was lower down on the phone pole who broke laws. They went to prison. It's time for these people to go also. So there are some major shakings. And the enemy knows this behind the scenes. And the corrupt ones who've violated the law, they know it too, and they're terrified. And that includes a lot of some of your favorite Hollywood actors who know what they've been doing. This disgusting child sex trafficking and using children as sex slaves and even other things that are so evil and twisted and wicked I should not say them from this pulpit, but it does involve child sacrifice. There are Hollywood actors that are involved in that. This is not conspiracy. This is fact. This is absolute truth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You must pray for our president. You must pray for our nation because on the other side of this victory, there will be this moving forward with the agenda of God, the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is within, but in order to get it within people, we have to preach, minister, and, all, and also with the glory coming, the great miracles coming, and the great harvest. And the enemy is so nervous about it that it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of months as we walk this out. But just pray and remember, regardless of what's going on out there, you're in Goshen. You are protected. You are protected by the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Let me say this. The only time Israel as a nation, the people of Israel, ever got in trouble where enemies came in and destroyed them or where crops failed or where the locust or the pestilence came in, anytime you saw these awful things happening, it was only for one of two reasons. Number one, either Israel was in re rebellion as a nation, or number two, they were in idolatry. What happens when you are in rebellion and idolatry? You come out from underneath the umbrella of atonement. Now, in the Old Testament, they had a system of atonement where their sins were covered. The sins were not taken away. They were temporarily covered until the next year came along. There would be another animal sacrifice that would continue to appease the wrath of God and cover the sins of the people. But if you got into rebellion under the Old Covenant or you got into idolatry, you step out from underneath the atonement. The, the word atonement means covering, and you get you get into a place where now you're not protected. And now the enemy 
can hit you. Mm -mm. And he did. When the enemy got the people of God into rebellion or idolatry, remember, uh, uh, he, had, he could hit them. But remember, it says in the Bible that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is, is when you know what the right thing to do is, but you're not doing it. You're being very stubborn, like Saul was, stubborn against the things of God. And you're actually moving into an area of witchcraft. You may not be going to a coven. You may not be uh, a warlock. You may not be wearing a black witch's hat or, you know, sitting on a broom. But if you get into rebellion, you're moving into areas of witchcraft. And that, that stubbornness and that refusal to obey the Lord, is uh, it can be lethal. It's very, very dangerous. Stay under that umbrella of protection. Stay in Goshen. Mm -mm. And of course, we know about idolatry, giving your worship to anyone or anything besides God. You worship the Lord and you worship God only. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Now, with the flame ups that you see of what we would call iniquity. Iniquity basically means lawlessness. When you see people rioting, uh, knocking out windows, and running into the Gucci store, and grabbing purses and shoes, and running off with it, that's not reparations, that's called theft. <laughs> right? Now, Iniquity basically means lawlessness, and iniquity is a word in the Hebrew that also means crooked and twisted. Mm -mm. So whenever you see this crookedness and this twistedness going on, you're actually seeing precursors of the very darkest of the last days. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But you can see exactly what it would be like moving into the seven-year tribulation period leading up to the final three and a half years of what's called the Great Tribulation, you could see easily what it would be like with governors going berserk with control, uh, you know, that, that you know, want to shut everything down, and they, they enjoy telling people, don't do this, don't go there, you can't do this. You can tell they actually love doing that. They're getting like a high, a rush out of that. It's a power trip. And you can see the lawlessness of cities burning, buildings burning, theft and looting and things like that. We're going we're gonna to see some, some more shakings. We're going to get through it, though. The end is not yet. The end is not yet. But this, for the enemy, is like a short test run. Even the things that he would like to do with one world government, moving all religions into one world religion, taking, taking the economic system into a one world economic system where you have a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. And without that mark, you can't buy or sell. He would like to do all of that, but we're just not quite there yet. I know a lot of people say the technology is, in, is there, but it's there only in the infancy stage. It, need, it needs a, a, a few more years. So the end is not yet, but you're going to see some precursors of what it would be like to be in the Great Tribulation. Now, I believe that we're going to be caught up as a church, and we will be spared the wrath or the punishment or the anger that God will release upon the wicked, but not upon his own people. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So there in Goshen is protection, is protection. We're going to get through this and we're going to get into the glory. Praise the Lord. But we need to pray. Don't take it for granted. 
that President Trump is going to get, uh, get reelected. Pray, 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 and also pray that justice will be done. Because, as you know, we have had one of our supposed conservative Supreme Court justices uh, basically bail out on God. And he's basically just become liberal. And you can't count on him for any type of conservative. When I say conservative, I'm talking about moral, biblical values. Uh, he's compromised now. So God's going to have to do some things. And we need the right man in the office to elect the right justices. Praise the Lord. And also to back the attorney general to bust these crooked people and all of the evil things that they have been doing. Mm -mm. Let it all come out in the light. Let it all come out in the light. Praise God. And many of us have, have, have stood back and, and said, how are these evil people getting away with this when their, their criminal record of all the misdeeds they've done is just, you know, a mile deep? Well, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall. The axe is going to fall, finally. But we've got to keep this moving in the right direction. So I'm encouraging you to gear up over these next few months until we get into uh, well into December. Gear up mentally, spiritually. Walk with the Lord. Be in Goshen. Be prepared. Hallelujah. Spiritually. Be prepared in your mind. Don't let the things trouble you. You're going to be protected. Praise the Lord. You may even want to do some things physically, naturally, where you get a little extra water, get a little extra food, praise God. Because remember, remember the toilet paper thing that we went through a couple of months back. You couldn't even get toilet paper shelves completely cleared out. I'm saying this because we are people of faith, but we are also people of action. And I foresee that until this election, we get through it and things restabilize, we're going to see the enemy just go cuckoo. Now remember, for the enemy to do it, evil spirits cannot just do it on their own. They have to work through people that are willing to yield to their evil impulses. And so there's going to be some flare-ups and this and this and that. So just cover your bases. Cover your bases. Now, let me also say this. Since the enemy is going to delight in this short, brief precursor of, you know, some more lawlessness and, you know, more craziness or even another, like, type disease or sickness or something that could get released, let me say this. While the enemy will get a little taste of his coming seven-year tribulation, during this brief moment, God, if, you're, if you believe it, God is going to give His people who are keen to it and who are in faith for it, He's going to give them a taste of what His people experienced when they came out of Egypt and they plundered the Egyptians. Let me just read that to you very quickly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This will be in Psalms. And this will be the Psalm number 105, verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them had fallen upon them. Now, that's what the communists and the socialists in America would like to say to the Christians here in America. Just get out. You know, just, just leave. Get out. <laughs> well, don't worry. One day we will. But we're not going anywhere yet. But there will be a day when we go up 
to meet the Lord in the air, and he's taking all of the believers out with him. And then the tribulation period will start, and then lawlessness and uh, insanity and the craziest stuff beyond what you could even imagine will begin to unfold in this earth. Hallelujah. But we will be exempted from that. Praise God. We'll be in heaven at that time. My friends, in this brief period, if you're looking for it, there's going to be things happen where God wants to give gold to his people. God is going to want to give silver to his people. And the Lord told me he's going to want even stocks to come to his people. Oh, Pastor Stephen, the stock market's going to crash. Don't bank on that. Not with Mr. Trump as president. Don't, don't bet against, don't bet against the stock market. Uh, and why? Because God's not done with this country yet. Woo, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So there are people of God that God is going to want to move. Watch this, because the enemy is going to get a little pretaste of his coming days. We're going to get a little pretaste of our coming days on the last days before the catching up of the saints, where there is the full outpouring of provision and wealth transfer so we can preach the gospel uh, with no means spared all over the earth. There's going to be a release of that over the next few months. I, re, I just proclaim that release right now where gold is going to come to the people of God. Don't try to figure it out. Just, just let it happen. Gold's going to come to some. Silver's going to come to others. Others are going to have stocks transferred to them. And uh, just watch what God's going to do. He also brought them out with silver and gold. Get ready for a, a, a taste of that. Praise God. And there was none feeble among his tribes where healing belongs to us. So we can claim healing at any time. But that was a mighty miracle when all of the children of Israel walked out of Egypt, not pushed out in wheelchairs with oxygen tanks, popping pills and all of that stuff. No, they, they walked out. All of them. So there was not a feeble person there. So God touched their bodies. And I believe God's going to touch your body. And everything that he's called you to do, you're, you're going to still get it done. You're still going to get it done. Mm -mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, if the Lord should intervene and the blessed hope spoken of in, in the book of Titus chapter 2, if the blessed hope should take place tonight and we're taken out of the earth to go and to be with the Lord well, what, what would happen? Well, I'd be shouting hallelujah, praise God, we're out of here. Amen. It is what it is, and we're gone, praise the Lord. But I sense that we're not at the end yet. You've got to stay on task. Jesus said, occupy till I come. So that word occupy has two dual meanings in the Greek. One is a military term that means don't lose ground. Keep moving forward and hold what you've already got. And number two, it is a business term that means do business until I come back. And since we're going to do some business, we're going to do some business, praise God. God's going to bless you with provision and prosperity. Get ready. You're in the land of Goshen. There may be others out there in the world that are taking hits left and right, but God's going to hold you up, and you're going to not only be sustained, you're going to move forward during this time, during this time. My friends, I'm telling you, I, I've preached it. I believe it's true. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and verse 2. It's, the, it's the, the worst of times, and it's also the best of times. It's gross darkness in the earth, but it's the glory rising on you and me. Praise God. Mm -mm. So that darkness is not for us. The glory is. Praise God. Mm -mm. 
God's going to make you shine. Praise the Lord. God's going to infuse you with energy and strength and courage, health, vitality, and all of the provision that you need to do what He's called you to do. Now believe it and receive it because we are under an open heaven right now. So move with the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, as you bring your tithes, uh, uh, and not your tithe, hallelujah, but your tithes, that means 10% of all of your earned income, or even if it's not earned, should you receive an inheritance of $20 million, Two million goes into the storehouse of the Lord. That is the tithe. Tithe off of every blessing that comes into your life. As you bring the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of the Lord, for those of you that prefer to mail them in, you can send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, 28654. Now, if you want to bring the tithes and the offerings in online, you can do so at any time of the day or night. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And you can go there right now and bring it into the storehouse of God. Now, we also have a header on the website called Projects. If you want to click on that, you'll see our current projects. One of them is the Studio Refresh. You know, I walked with my wife into the Lowe's Home Improvement Store a couple of days ago, and you know how it is when, when summer begins to end, they start moving all of the summer stuff out, and then they'll start to bring in all the fall stuff, like, you know, the fireplaces and all of that kind of stuff, and they'll get all the summer stuff out, you know, all the grass seed and things like that. They'll do, move it somewhere else. That's called a reset. Well, Lowe's is not just resetting you know, the, you know, that garden type area, they're resetting the whole store. Why? You know, over years, they figure out be better placements, uh, better traffic flow, uh, better ways of setting things up. So they're, they're redesigning the entire store. Well, what we're doing is we're redesigning our two internet sets, which is one, the main one, which is I'm on right here. We want to redesign everything back behind us and some things with audio and move from analog to digital. And we're redesigning another studio that we have as well, which is used for the morning glory midweek Bible studies. Praise God. So if you would like to sow a special offering seed into that project, it would be a blessing at this time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Woo! Glory to God. We're moving forward on all fronts. Thank you for your faithful giving. And I see you in the land of Goshen. Now, Father, bless your people. Bless your people. Let them not only be sustained during this time, let them move forward financially with prosperity and also with health and immunity from whatever yucky stuff that will be out there and also let them always have continual safety and protection that the arrow of the enemy never will touch them ever we thank you father for, for protecting all that they have we give you all of the praise in Jesus name amen Shout, I live in Goshen. Hallelujah. And we understand we're talking about living in the promises of God. Praise God. All right. Now, let's today go over to the book of 2 Chronicles. Praise the Lord. And I want to talk about turning the key. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that the anointing of your spirit will flow with revelation 
illumination. The eyes of our heart can see it and understand the truths of your word. Father, thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. We all agree and say, Amen. The title of today's message is Turn the Key. Please say that. Just say, Turn the Key. Praise God. Second Chronicles chapter 5, we're in verse 13. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with the cloud. Now remember, in the Old Testament, you had the temple system. It began with a tabernacle, which was a tent-type structure that God instructed Moses to build. But then later, after David, we had Solomon. And Solomon built a magnificent temple. And the presence of the Lord came into the temple. But in the New Testament, we as believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives on us as individuals, as, as, you know, as a single individual believer, but also collectively as the body of Christ, we are inhabited by God. Praise the Lord. And He can come and dwell among us. Praise God with that manifestation of His glory as we praise Him. Now, the cloud came. And it says that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. That's the glory cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And as you, my friends, take the key of praise, and don't just hold it in your hand, okay? But as you take the key and stick it into the door and into that section where it goes into that, that key section, you take the key and turn it. How do I turn it, Pastor Stephen? With your tongue, with your lips, okay? That's how you turn it. You begin to open your mouth. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to sing. I don't know what to do. Well, if you don't know anything about praise or the principle of praise or the power of praise, but you want to connect and maybe aren't quite sure what to let come out of your mouth, you could always say this, Lord, you are good. Your mercy endures forever. And if you're not sure where to go from there, just repeat it over and over again. Lord, you're good. And your mercy endures forever and ever and ever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you understand that when we use the word hallelujah, that's a Hebrew word that just simply means praise the Lord. But my friends, when you begin to praise the Lord, God comes and inhabits the praises of his people. And the, when the glory comes, the power comes and God begins to do miracles in your life. Pastor Stephen, my life is full of problems. Welcome to planet earth. Praise the Lord. There's not one believer on the earth who doesn't have perhaps one area that needs some special attention or could use the touch of God. Okay. But you know what? When you begin to praise the Lord and out of your mouth, take the key of praise and turn the key. The door will open. 
God will come on the scene. And when you become Jesus conscious, uh, not, not problem conscious, I'm not saying you don't have problems, but when you begin to praise the Lord, you take your eyes off the problem and you put your eyes on Jesus. And the moment you begin to put your eyes on Jesus and praise him, praise him, what happens is you will become victorious because when you become Jesus conscious, everything about Jesus is victory, 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 victory. And the enemy will be pushed back and whatever he's doing will be shut down and the dark clouds will clear and God will begin to do miracles for you. But if all you ever do is talk about the trouble or the problems, and I'm not saying they're not there, but if you, if you keep talking about all of that, then you're not going to see the change that you're looking for. Praise God. You need to get over into praise in your prayer time. Get oh yes, present all your needs before the Lord, but don't ever forget that he's good. Mm -mm. And I want to say it again. God's not going around killing people with COVID-19. God's not killing people with earthquakes. God's not killing people with diseases. That's the dirty, dirty old lion devil who's doing it and who works through ignorant people that tried to put the blame over on God while the whole time the devil, devil stands over in a darkened corner, uh, over there in the corner, snickering and laughing, knowing that he's doing it. He's doing it and he's laughing that even Christians would attribute it to God. He's laughing at their ignorance. But no, praise God, for he's good. And so as you begin to let that come out of your mouth, the door of miracles begins to open. Lord, I praise you. You're good. You're good. You're good. And just start saying it all the time. You're good. You're good. Well, it doesn't seem like he's been too good to you. You're a liar. He's good. He's good. He's good. Lord, you're good. And your mercy, your mercy endures forever, endures forever. And if this is all you had, that's all you need. <laughs> Woo! And that's all they said over and over. Here came the glory. And it will produce the same blessed state within your life. Mm -mm. Let me just tell you, demons hate praise and they're terrified of the glory. They back off. They back off. Mm -mm. You can't kill a spirit. There's not one angel who's been killed. <laughs> uh, it, it's a constant back and forth push the forces of light against the forces of evil in the spirit realm angels fighting the demons but you know they're they're all spirits you know so uh, yes there can be injuries but you know you get healed up and stuff like that you, you know take a little break get healed up but you, you can't kill a spirit so it's just it's just a battle who's going to dominate the atmosphere in your life the angels will as you praise the Lord they'll push back all of the forces of evil hallelujah glory to God mm -hmm. praise the Lord hallelujah the angels are ready to go to work for you pastor Stephen what do I do do I whip them in action <laughs> no <laughs> you stir them up by taking the key which is called praise and you turn it you turn it with your tongue and with your lips and the and the key let, let me tell you that key will open the door of miracles and breakthrough and blessing it'll open it 
Yes, it will. Hallelujah. So just do that. That door will open and those angels will work on your behalf and they will cause the provision to come. They will cause the answers to come and they will push back the enemy just like they did for Daniel. When Michael came on the scene and pushed back the demon forces that were holding back the messenger angel Gabriel from coming through with that phenomenal revelation that he gave the Daniel of the end times. Mm -mm. And the enemy did not want that revelation knowledge to come through of what was going to happen in the end times. Too bad. Daniel got it anyhow, and he recorded it for us. Praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As you praise the Lord, the door of miracles begins to open. It gets unlocked through, through your praise. Oh, praise God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Let's say it again. The Lord is good for his mercy endures forever. Praise God. Lord, we worship you and thank you. Now, let's go to the book of Hebrews just for a moment. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. That's the sacrifice of praise. Pastor Stephen, why is it a sacrifice? Because there can be times it's very difficult to praise the Lord when your flesh wants to just let anything come out but praise. So it can be a great sacrifice. You know, um, let me give you a crazy example. Uh, some years back, the pastor, Kenneth Hagan Jr., son of the prophet Kenneth Hagan Sr., Kenneth Hagan Sr. had been, if I'm correct with the story, he had been away traveling and ministering. While he was gone, his house was robbed. And when Pastor Hagan Jr. went to the home to check on his father's uh, and his mother's home, he realized they'd been uh, broken into, had been burglarized. And all of the valuables... You know, nobody takes, you know, like uh, dishwashing soap or, you know, uh, or, you know, stuff. You know, nobody takes the shampoo, but anything that's valuable, the thief, the thieves had taken all the valuables. So he thought, well, I'm going to have to call my father and let him know this is not good. So he calls his dad, Kenneth Hagin Sr., on the phone and says, Dad, uh, I have some I have some bad news while you've been gone, your house has been broken into, and thieves have stolen all of your valuables, all of the valuables that you and, you know, mom have. They, they've stolen them. You know, what he, you know what the first thing that came out of his mouth was? He said, praise the Lord. Mm. Oh, he's not praising the Lord because the devil has done something rotten. He's praising the Lord because God's bigger than what the devil did. And when it's all said and done, God will, God will uh, outdo the devil's bad stuff. God will bless in such a way that when it's all said and done, it'll all be made up. Praise God. And I'm sure, I'm sure that Prophet Hagen and his wife are very happy right now as they're walking in heaven on streets of gold. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. So they won. And, and, and in, in the end, we all win. We all win. Hallelujah. But even down here on earth, when you praise the Lord, when praise comes out, there's just something that allows God's angels to get involved, to turn the situation around so that a blessing is made out of the mess. 
praise God. God's, he, he's amazing. He's well able to do that. Mm. Uh, another crazy story of a, uh, of a man that had a car, and his car was stolen. It was the only car he had, and he liked this car. It was an older model, but it had gotten stolen. And he told some friends, let's pray. You know, I really like that car, and I, I know that, you know, according to what the police say, once it's gone, you know, they'll, they'll strip the serial number off of it, and, it's, you know, they'll put it in a chop shop, and uh, we'll never see it again. But he said, you know what? I just believe God's good. I believe His mercy endures forever. And I would like God to get involved in this situation of my stolen car and for the angels to be released and something special to happen. Well, they prayed and they begin to praise the Lord and this, uh, you know, they concluded the prayer meeting and this young man said, I'm just going to keep praising the Lord because I believe something good is going to come out of this. And would you believe about 10 days later, the car that had been stolen showed back up and was parked in front of where he lived at. And when we went outside and saw his car there, he was stunned because the thieves had taken all the wheels off and they had replaced the skinny tires and the cheapo rims with real high-end rims and they had put high-performance low-profile tires on it and they had added extra horsepower to it and they had they had taken out the old cheesy uh, AM FM radio and thrown that thing away and put the most state-of-the-art uh, high-performance audio sound system all throughout the car with the most phenomenal speakers and you know the, uh, the everything that you need to do all of that and there was a note inside the car saying, hey, sorry we stole your car. You know why we were chopping it up? Uh, we just thought, you know what? Let's do something nice for somebody. We always are doing things that aren't good. Let, we want to do something nice for somebody. So we decided to return your car to you with some upgrades. <laughs> and they did. Hallelujah. Praise God. True story. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. The Lord is good. See, if you praise Him, you move into that area where that door will open into the miraculous. But you have to take the key, and you have to turn the key. You just can't hold the key in your hand. Stick it into the door, turn it, and open it. Mm, and you will move into the supernatural. Praise God. And yes, sometimes it can be very difficult to, to, to I would say, summon up to Pull up out of your spirit, not out of your flesh. It'll fly out of your flesh real easy. But to pull up from the depth of your spirit, the praise, the praise that's needed in the hour. Now, I've told this before, but I, I, I need to tell it again. Some years back, before I was in the ministry full time, I used to be a plumber. And I worked out on the plumbing field. I worked with my brother-in-law, and I worked with my father-in-law, and we had a lot of fun. We really, uh, we had a lot of fun. Now, I, I, I primarily worked with my father-in-law, and, you know, sometimes it wasn't the greatest of days because, you know, he used to cuss a whole lot. <laughs> now, he got saved later. By God's goodness, I was able to lead him to the Lord, and he's now saved, and he belongs to Jesus, and he loves the Lord greatly today. And uh, but, you know, there was a point when uh, he wasn't saved. And that Irishman, because he, he immigrated from Ireland, came straight over from Ireland with no money except maybe like five dollars or something like that. And he just began to, as we would say, climb the ladder, started his own business, ended up having a very large plumbing company. But because he was an Irishman, uh, he had that drinking issue and it caused him to eventually lose the business. Matter of fact, the doctor said, if you take one more drink of whiskey, 
it'll kill you. Well, uh, he took that one more drink and it sent him to the emergency room and he was at death's door. He almost died. And he said, I can never do it again. So he got his life back and he kept on plumbing after that. So he taught me everything I knew about plumbing. Also taught my brother-in-law everything he knew about plumbing. We had a lot of fun together. And, uh, you know, because it was Southern California, every time we'd go to work in the morning, uh, he would always say to me, well, uh, you know, with that thick Irish accent, well, uh, Stephen, uh, just another day in paradise. You know, because we're in Southern California, it never rained sunshine all the time. And it was. It was a lot of fun. We had good times. And, you know, there in Southern California, you've got In-N-Out Burger. You've got uh, palm trees and perpetual sunshine. So, you know, you just work your you work your work and you uh, life's good, right? You know, uh, it, theoretically, you still have issues. But nevertheless, I love the Lord. I was happy. But I learned something on one day, one day's plumbing job that really got me thinking more about this key. I had uh, gone underneath the house to repipe a house, taking all of the old hot and uh, cold water lines out, extract them all, just take them all out, throw them all away. You know, of course, you can sell the copper. You get, get some money for that. But just strip it all out of the entire house and run brand new lines, hot and cold lines through the whole house. And uh, there's a big job. So I think it was like maybe on, you know, day five or something like that. Because it was like a 5,000 square foot home. So on the last day of the work, uh, you know, after being underneath the house all day long. And that's what I would do, you know, because I'm, I'm just crawling through a crawl space, crawling on dirt all day long, laying on dirt and uh, taking piping down, putting new stuff up. And, uh, and it's so difficult. You get so dirty that it's very difficult to come out. And, you know, eat and stuff like that. So because you're just too dirty. So I would just say, well, if I'm under here, I'm going to stay under here all day, eat a big breakfast and have a big dinner. OK, so I would get all zipped up in my little suit, you know, my uh, plumbing suit. And, uh, you know, because, you know, got spiders under there and all kinds of other things you run into. So you don't want to get stung or bit. So you're all you all kind of covered up and you just work, just work, you know, for like eight or nine hours. Well, on the last day, I had been underneath the house all day long. When I went out underneath the house, the sun was just coming up. When I came out on that last day of this big job, when I came out, the sun was starting to set. And I felt really good with the, you know, everything was hooked up. They turned on all the water, not one single leak. And I'd, uh, I got all my tools out and I thought, this is a wrap. I'm done. I'll never see this place again. Because, uh, you know, who wants to be crawling, crawling around under a house that was 100 years old? So we finished it up. And, uh, uh, my father-in-law, brother-in-law said, good job, Stephen, we'll see you tomorrow. And they, they left in the plumbing van, and I, I'm putting all, everything away in my plumbing van. And uh, I locked the back of the van, closed the doors, and everything's there, and I'm getting ready to walk to the front, get in the uh, driver's seat, and leave. But I realized something. I said, now, wait a minute, I'm missing one of my tools and uh, so I thought, no, hold on a minute. I put that away, that away. Something's missing. And I realized that there's this saw I have. Those of you that use these types of equipment, you know, it's called a sawzall. It'll cut through wood. You've got the right blade, cut through metal, cast iron, all that stuff. I said, oh, my goodness. I left that underneath the house. And I realized actually where I left it. It was at the furthest point underneath the house in the very back corner. So it wasn't like it was close. It was way back. Well, I've got to now open up the crawl space. 
Put all those dirty clothes back on again that I shook all the dirt off of. Took 20 minutes just to go through that. Put them all back on. Crawl all the way back underneath the house. And, uh, you know, find that missing saw. And when I realized that I had done that, and I was tired, been a long day. When I realized I had done that, uh, this thing began to rise up, not in my spirit, in my flesh, that wanted to complain, that wanted to say, oh, that's not fair, that's, that's not cool, that's not, but I didn't let it come out of my mouth. It's like I caught it before, I, before it could come out, and I just stayed quiet, and I refused to let that come out. And then coming up from the other side, from my spirit, my inner man, came praise. And I said, yes, Lord, I'm going to let that out. And I began to praise the Lord. Lord, you're good. It's been a good day. Lord, not one leak on this whole job. We got it all done. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. I praise you. And so I'm putting my, my work clothes back on, my coveralls back on. And I take off the... Uh, the uh, thing on the side of the house, the crawl space, so I can get access to yeah, the access panel. Now I'm crawling through the dirt to go to the far side of this uh, home. I'm crawling through the dirt. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my family. Lord, I thank you that you're so good to me. I praise you. I worship you. And I'm crawling through the dirt. And as I, as I kept praising the Lord, it, it seemed like uh, it went from a spring to like a river. To where, I mean, I, it just started coming out like easy. So I just kept on praising the Lord. And after I got all the way to the other side of the house underneath, crawling on the dirt, there I saw it. My saws all laying in the very back part of the corner. So I grabbed it. I said, Lord, thank you for allowing me to remember that. I wouldn't have lost that. That was an expensive tool. And I turned back around, pulling that thing with me, praising the Lord, just praising the Lord. Lord, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. I praise you. I praise you. When suddenly my hand hit something, and when my hand hit it, it made a slight metallic sound. And I thought, I wonder what in the world that could be. And so um, I took my hand, and I began to dig through the dirt about about two inches down whatever it was it was covered up and as I dug the dirt back to my great I would say shock I saw that lane there covered up were my keys to the van so what had happened is that day when crawling around and working they had come out of my pocket and I had lost them and then as I'm dragging stuff and, and pulling pulling pipes and you know tools and stuff like that it somehow pulled dirt over it and covered it up so I had lost it and I didn't even know I had lost it but because I was praising God God orchestrated it that I found them even before I realized I had lost them and I know if I had not been praising the Lord that never would have happened well, that just seemed supernatural to me because it was. And uh, I went outside and, uh, you know, I, I took my keys and, uh, you know, put the saw back into the van and unlocked the back of the van and did those things I needed to do. And I thought that was wonderful. I didn't have a spare set. That would have been a real inconvenience because it was high traffic. I would need somebody to pick me up and on and on. So I just realized that there's something to this praise that you, it'll move you into miracle realm. Even you'll even be able to reclaim lost blessings. Sometimes you'll reclaim it, not even know you lost it. Praise God. God will just bring it back. And you'll think, ooh, that's nice to have that back. Ooh, praise the Lord. But you know, some years later, when I was uh, serving the Lord full-time in, in ministry, 
the, I remember that we had been out traveling, my wife and I uh, and daughter in a motorhome, a long coast to coast trip. And when we got back to North Carolina on the east side of the country, we rolled back into Moravian Falls and we drove up the mountain uh, to the place that we were staying at. And I parked the motorhome. And when I got out of the motorhome, one of the neighbors was working to put pine needles out at their lodge because there was a large group of Christians that were going to come and stay there. And uh, he didn't like the way the landscaping looked, so he's going to like put fresh pine needles and cover the whole area. And I thought, you know, he's got a lot of pine needles to put out, and there's no way he's going to get that done because he said they're going to be here in 20 minutes. I thought, you know what, I've been driving all day. I'm a little cooped up. I'd, I'd, I'd like to do something with some movement. So I got out of the motorhome and parked and talked to him and found out what was going on and decided I would help him. So I grabbed some gloves and uh, just start working with him real fast. It was, it was not freezing, but it was in the low 40s, like 40 degrees. But we were working so fast and so quick that we were just sweating. But you know what? We got it all done before that big group showed up. And it was enough pine needles that if, if you could like put them into a square footage area, it was probably, I'd say, uh, at least probably about 2,000 square feet of pine needles evenly distributed all over. And they were put out about that deep. So some areas almost a foot. Some areas the pine needles were about a foot. Some areas maybe five or six inches. But they were put out thick all over the place. And you know, as we finished and we were kind of hot and sweaty, but we were both real happy, and he was very thankful that I helped him out. He said, thanks, Stephen. I never would have gotten that done without your help. I said, I'm glad to do it. Uh, we stood there kind of looking at the pine needles, and I saw one area that I thought didn't look quite smooth enough. I, I thought that's kind of clumped up over there. Let me go over there and spread that out a little bit better. And I walked over there, and when I was spreading out the pine needles, I heard, uh, and I moved the pine needles around, I heard a metallic sound. I thought, well, what in the world could that be? And I dug down through the pine needles and pulled them all back and moved them all out of the way. And there, laying on the dirt with the pine needles hiding them and, uh, you know, covering them, were my keys to the motorhome. And I had the keys to the motorhome on there. I had the keys to the car on there. Every key that I owned was on that chain laying there. And I said, Lord, it's happened again. And if I would have realized I had lost them, I never would have found them. Mm -mm. And so I had, I had reclaimed and found them even before I knew I'd lost them. Praise God. Okay, now watch this. About, let me see here. I want to make sure I tell this right. How, how long? Okay, so all my notes, I've got it because I, I reviewed my notes. It was about a month later. I was in Virginia ministering in a church. It was the last day of a revival conference. It was the fourth day. I was at a hotel. My wife and daughter had gone into town to uh, pick some things up, but I was at the hotel all by myself, and I was just praying there in the room, just praying, getting ready for the, the last service on the last day. And you know what had happened is that even while putting out all of those pine needles about a month earlier, I was just praising the Lord the whole time I did it, just praising the Lord. And I had found those keys supernaturally. Well, 
when I was in that hotel room praying, I'd been in prayer for a couple of hours, praising the Lord, praying in the Spirit, worshiping the Lord. And suddenly an angel came into the room. Now, I had stood up. A lot of times I pray on my knees, but sometimes I'll stand up and I'll pray and I'll just walk around and just pray in the Spirit or pray in tongues. And I was standing up and an angel came into the room. And he was standing just a few feet behind my left shoulder. And I could see the blue light that was emanating from him coming off of him and reflecting over on me. And it was like a heavenly radiation. Now, if an angel comes from heaven as a messenger angel, and that's what he was. He was a messenger angel. That was not my, the, the normal angels that are stationed with me as guardian angels. That was a messenger angel. Now, when they come from heaven, because they leave the presence of God in heaven, they will carry that presence with them when they come into the earth to deliver that message. And that, that glory and anointing, that heavenly power of God was all over that angel. And it was radiating off of him, and it was, it was like emanating through me and it brought me a sensation of deep deep peace and the comfort and the presence and the peace of God it was just all going through me it was a wonderful experience but that angel spoke this to me and I, I did turn around and I, I looked at him but the angel said that praise is the lost key to victory now, you have to take that key, though, but you have to turn it. You take the key of praise, and you turn it, and you activate it by turning it. And the way you turn it is with your tongue and with your lips, and you just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Even when it's a sacrificial praise, you let it come up. You let it come up, and then you release it. Praise God. But this is something that's fascinating, because... Why would praise be considered a lost key? And the answer is this. The reason praise for some Christians would be considered a lost key would be, would be because the praise is absent from their lives. Now, let me give you an example again with the keys. If you lose the keys, whether you've lost them Knowingly or unknowingly. Either way, they're gone. Okay. They're absent from your life. If, if you realize I've lost them, or if you've lost them and you don't even know you lost them, it's irrelevant. The fact is, is they're gone and it's absent from your life. Now, let's move from keys over to praise. Praise is the same way. You may praise the Lord some. Or you may not really praise the Lord very much. I mean, maybe you go to church in the sense where you, you gathered together with the assembly of God, the people of God, and you, you, know, you have your time of praise and worship. But outside of that, it could be that you really don't praise the Lord at all outside of maybe if there's a gathering. You don't, you don't really do it on your own. So, in the same case... It would be the same situation. It's something that is no longer in your life. It's absent from you. That's why praise would be lost. And if it's lost, the, the key of praise, it's gone. And you can't use it. So you need to bring it back. And here's the thing. Bring it back into your life. Take it. Stick it into the door. Turn it. Turn it. And the door will open. Mm -mm. And there is no door 
that won't open. There is no situation, even if you're between a rock and a hard place, that God can't get you out of if you'll praise Him and trust Him and bless Him. Now, I'm not going to go through it. We know the story very well. But in Acts chapter 16, there in verse 23, and when they had laid many stripes on them, that would be Paul and Silas, they threw them in the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, now midnight was the literal time frame when this happened, but that can also have a prophetic symbolism to it, meaning the darkest hour of your life, when it looks like all hope is lost, when it's just as dark as dark could be, the midnight hour, as they say, that's really when you need to pour it on. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, but don't stop with just prayer. Bring that praise into it. They were praying and singing hymns to God. The hymns are the Psalms. The Psalms are 150 songs that are praise songs. They were singing some of those, okay? Praise God. They were praying and singing hymns, and so we know that those are praise uh, uh, psalms to God. And the prisoners were listening to them, so they were singing out loud, okay? Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Praise God. My friends, if you will just take the key of praise, even if it's been lost, okay, you've reclaimed it, you've refound the lost key, okay, take the, take the key, but don't just take it and keep it on keychain. Don't just uh, take it and say, well, I've got it back in my life. I, I know the value of it. No, no, no. Use it. Take the key, stick it into the door of miracles and unlimited blessing and turn it, turn it with your lips with your tongue. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you're bringing me out. Pastor Stephen, I'm not much of a singer. Well, say it then. Proclaim it. Hallelujah. Well, however, however it comes out, singing, praising, or, you know, but just get it out. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. Woo, thank you, Jesus, for the miracles, miracles. Hallelujah. And when you'll begin to move off of the problem onto Jesus, and anytime again you get on to Jesus, your eyes are focused and you're caught up in Him. There's victory, 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 because Jesus already whipped the devil at the cross through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when your eyes are on him, you begin to rise in faith to know that you are seated with him in the heavenly realms, and what's beneath his feet is beneath your feet, and you enjoy the victory that Jesus won at Calvary for you and I. Mm -hmm. That sweet victory with the reality of Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, where Christ stripped Satan of all of his authority and power to work against the believer who knows his rights and refuses to back down. Mm -mm. Satan stripped, uh, excuse me, Satan was stripped and defeated. And all the principalities and powers, they were disarmed, humiliated, humiliated by Christ's great triumphant act. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. He came out of that tomb, and there was nothing that Satan or all of his assistants or all of his group could do to stop Christ from coming out of that tomb and ascending up on high. Praise the Lord. If he could have, he would have. But he couldn't. He couldn't. And Jesus took the keys of death and hell. The, the, see, the keys, the authority of death and hell. He's taken it away from the devil. And one day, Satan... 
and all of these demons, okay, and even hell itself. Hell is, a, is an organism, okay, a very, very large organism. But it, it, it's all going to be thrown into the lake of fire. The, the Antichrist, the false prophet, Satan, they're all going to be thrown into the lake of fire, and they will burn there, and be punished there, and be tormented there, day and night, forever, and ever, and ever, and they know it! They know it! Woo! Praise God! Hallelujah! The victory is ours, and when you put your eyes on Jesus and praise Him, His victory, woo, is imputed into your life with full force. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Thank you, Jesus. So stir yourself up to praise the Lord. Don't let it be lost in your life. Don't let it be lost in your life. It's a lost key to victory. To victory. Nobody wants to lose. No Christian wants to be defeated. No Christian wants to be sick. No Christian wants to be in lack, unable to pay their bills, or to step into a place of, of, of extra where they could be a blessing. But you need to praise the Lord. Do mm -mm. you know the promises of God? Do you know your covenant rights? Now begin to rejoice in all of those things and praise God for it. Praise God for it. And it will energize the angels. God will energize them through your praise to Him. We're not, we're not praising the angels. We're praising God. But as you praise God, He releases authority and permission for the angels to go and do the miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Don't miss it with all of the distractions that are out there. Don't miss it. Everything you do, do in faith and do it praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm -mm. I see miracles coming to you very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. God's going to move on your behalf. The angels are going to invade your situation. You, you may not see them. You may not see them, but that's okay. They, they, just let them get the job done. The bottom line is you'll see the results. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. You are so deserving. You are so worthy of it. Thank you, Father God. Let us take the key. Let us be mindful to take the key of praise and to turn the key and to see you open the door. Now, Father, we bless you. Thank you. Thank you. For your Holy Spirit who will remind us of this rich spiritual principle of victory that will establish us in victory when we act upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. And let me tell you another thing. The Holy Spirit will also check you when the negative wants to come out. He'll check you. Woo, he'll help you just to zip it. Praise God. You know, praise in a worship service when we assembled, assembled together, praise is not entertainment. You know, if, if a church is just presenting entertainment, you never get into the spirit of praise. You've got to get into the spirit of it. And you'll know it when it starts flowing. And when it starts flowing, just let it come out. Let it come out in tongues. Let it come out in English, whatever your native language is. Just let it come out. Just start praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, I've had people contact me on death's door. Just, I mean, wiped out. Pastor Stephen, what do I do? I am so sick. 
I'm, I, I, this thing's got me so knocked out, I can't even get off the floor. What should I do? I'll tell you exactly what to do. Lay on the floor in your depleted state and start praising the Lord. If, even if you're so wiped out, you can barely get it out of your mouth. Let it come out. Let it come out. Jesus, you're good, and your mercy endures forever. And do that. Keep doing that. You'll feel a little better. And then keep doing that. And keep doing that. I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing. You'll get up off that floor. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. Let it come out. Let it come out. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you keep doing that. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit right there in your own room all by yourself. He'll, do, he'll touch you. He'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. If you keep walking in that river of praise and yield and yield, Jesus right there will fill you with the Holy Spirit. You, you don't need me to show up and lay hands on you. you. You need Jesus to show up, and he will. He'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit right there. Just keep praising him and yield, Woo! and tongues will start coming out. Glory to God. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you right now, no, evils, no evil is going to befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. Believe it. Hallelujah. Don't just speak it like intellectually. That won't work. I've, I've known some people that intellectually did that, but they're not connected to the vine. They're not really walking close to the Lord. And then, when the, then when the yucky stuff showed up, it hit them too. No, living real walk with the Lord. Get filled up. When you get filled up, just praise, praise, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take Holy Communion. We're going to look at one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. Now, you have to understand that we're going to receive the body and the blood of Jesus. Whenever you take it, and it says as often as you eat this, and I would encourage you to do this as often as you would like, and be mindful of this, that whenever, whenever you take the body and the blood, you're proclaiming the Lord's death. What does that mean? It means that on the cross, all of our sins and all of the sins of humanity that have ever lived are living right now. And those who aren't born yet, who are going to eventually live, and any sins that have not yet been committed, every sin has already been taken and it was placed on Jesus when he was there at Calvary, hanging on that cross. He became the Passover lamb. He became the sacrifice that, listen to this, did not just atone for sin, but washed sin completely away. Now, for the unbelievers that don't know Jesus, here's the good news. Christ has already paid the debt for your sin. If you'll just put your faith and trust in Him and receive Him as your Lord and Savior, you can receive forgiveness of your sins and newness of life. Hallelujah. It's already been paid for, but you've got to receive it. Mm -mm. I could buy you a ticket to the movie, okay? But until you receive that ticket, you can't go into the movie. You, you have to receive it, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And there on the cross, every, every sin was concentrated and put on him and went into him. And it says, he became sin for us. 
Praise God. So, you need to understand that when Christ died for us, He paid for our sins. So, today as a believer, whenever you commit a sin, something that has upset your conscience, you knew it was wrong, you confess it, okay? And immediately the blood, because it covers you continually, okay? When you confess it, when you confess that sin, the blood destroys it, it wipes that sin out, and God will never, ever remember it again. And that is a promise. Now, we may have memory of it, but the reality is, it's an empty shell. It cannot hurt you. It cannot affect you. It cannot do anything to you. It has no power. It's burned up ashes. Just like the animals in the Old Testament sacrificial system were burned there at the altar. And when it was done, nothing left but ashes. And that would cover or atone for the sins of the people. But the blood of Jesus does more than just cover it or hide it beneath the rug. It washes it all away, destroys it forever. Praise God. And God never remembers it ever again. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. And you know what? One of the most beautiful things about the new covenant is that when you walk in fellowship with the Lord, that blood's just cleansing you and washing your sins away continually. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, if there is a sin that you commit that bothers your conscience, just confess it to the Lord. But outside of that, even as you're walking with the Lord, uh, even as you make a mistake or maybe you raised your voice or maybe you did something that wasn't, you know, Christian perfection. Hey, that blood's just cleansing all the time. It's just washing you all the time. That way should the Lord come to take you home with him. You're ready. Oh, Pastor Stephen, we need to be in a revival meeting and have a deep move of God's spirit. Then the Lord can come. Then we're finally ready. Oh, you, hey, when, when you're in Christ walking under that blood, hey, you're ready at any time. Walking in him, you're ready at any time to go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Pastor Stephen, I just merged in the traffic. I cut somebody off. That, 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 that wasn't good. <laughs> well, hey, the blood, it's working all the time. And the unbeliever, the sinner, doesn't have that. Mm -mm. And the good news is, Christ already paid for the forgiveness of sins, but they have to receive it. If you're watching today, and you don't know Jesus, let me tell you about the greatest gift of all. Je it's Jesus. He died for you, so that your sins went on Him. So did mine, but I've received him as my Lord and Savior. I, I got my ticket. Hallelujah. So if you'll receive Christ right now, he, he will receive you into himself and all of your sins, which were put on him, they'll be all gone. Hallelujah. Because that's what your faith will do. Praise God. Now, right now, if you would like to receive Christ as your Savior, pray this out loud after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. I give my life to you. Save me now. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you. I belong to you now. In your name I pray. Amen. And if you're a Christian, but you have rebelled, and you've walked away from the Lord, and you're living in darkness and in sin, come back to Him right now. Say, Jesus... Jesus, I've ran away from you, but I'm back. Never more to roam. Jesus, wash away my sin.
and secure and anchor me in you right now. Thank you, Jesus. I commit my life never again to roam and to do that stuff. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is good, and His mercy endures forever. And you know it does, because there are many of you that were not for the mercy of God. You wouldn't even be alive right now. The enemy would have taken you out a long time ago. But God loves you so much, He put His angels around you to protect you. Even when you're doing stupid, silly, sinful things, God loved you so much, He still protected you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion and proclaim the Lord's death. What are we proclaiming? All of our sins were placed on Him. And because of that, we have been redeemed. And we have now become the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Grab some unleavened bread, a little wafer, a little cracker will do. Grab some grape juice. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We set it apart as holy. When we receive it, we're receiving the body and the blood of our Savior. Thank you, Father, for the body of Jesus, that all of our sins were placed on Him, so that we can be clean. Hallelujah. Clean even in our conscious, our consciousness. All of our sins washed away. We're ready at any time, Father, to meet the Lord, because we proclaim His death and we belong to Him. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Father. We now receive the body of Christ with great thanksgiving. In His name we pray. Amen. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you that as we drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We proclaim that all of our sins were put on him, and we have now become righteous because we are in him. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for Jesus, that his blood is so powerful that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We thank you that we're saved by grace through faith. We believe it, and we rejoice in it. And we thank you, O oh God, that we're looking forward to the blessed hope where you're going to come. Father, you're going you're to send Jesus to come and take us home to be with you. Let us stay busy. Let us occupy until he comes. Thank you, Father, for all of our sins washed away and for empowering us to proclaim the good news, this good news all around the world. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, turn the praise on. Take the key. Don't just sit the key there. Look at it. Take the key and turn it. Take your mouth, your tongue, your lips, and praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise Him all the time. You wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have a toilet and toilet paper. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've got hot water. Thank you, Jesus. I have a bedroom. Thank you, Lord. I've got a roof over my head. Hallelujah. Praise Him day and night. And watch how God will dissolve even your most complex difficulties. He will dissolve them. And he will bless you. And he will, he will cause you to experience some heaven right here on earth. Get ready. Praise God. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>